Welcome everyone to Real Life Real Equity with your hosts Justin and Keisha Brooks. Say hello everyone. Hi and welcome everyone. Our goal is to share with you real life examples of entrepreneurs who are winning in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing easy to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth. More cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. And we'll do that right after this commercial break. Are you part of the club? The Real Equity Club is a group of like-minded individuals. The club's purpose is to help create more wealth for its members. The mission of the club, to help you increase your passive income and net worth. The club is completely free to you. When you join, you will receive the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. So join the club now at realequityclub.com to gain access. Or send us an email to info at realequityclub.com. That's info at realequityclub.com equityclub.com. We want to see you succeed in business and in life. So go to the website at realequityclub.com and join now. All right. So we're back with another episode. And one thing that we want to discuss in more detail is the importance of having a team. Well, you literally have to know how to pick your key players for your team. This is essential when building a team. Um, in regards to your business. Um, and sometimes you're also going to have to know um, when to cut people, when to change it up, which is why today we're going to discuss team building. Okay, so um, I'm like a huge New England Patriots fan. <laughs> and um, I actually have to keep my gear up because I keep winning. So I always have to update my gear. And I am the person that literally likes to talk stuff during football season. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but I'm not a bandwagon fan or anything like that. I was literally raised in Boston. Um, but one kinda, thing that I... Kind of raised in Boston. I was raised in Boston. Don't listen to him. <laughs> one reason that I really like the Patriots is because of their work ethic. Um, and their motto is do your job. And to me, those words mean to know your role. You know, as the quarterback, you cannot tell the CEO what to do. You know, as the linebacker, you cannot tell the coach what to do. And so in regards to your business, you have to know your players. Um, each person has to know their role. And you can only be an expert um, in one thing, literally. You can't have the quarterback also be in the tight end. You know, it's just not going to work that way. You're not going to win the game that way. All right. So, uh, I mean, basically... What you're saying is you got to know your place. You got to know how to stay in, in your lane. In your lane. You got to know yeah. how to stay in your lane. So knowing your strengths and adding towards your your weaknesses or you can try to build your weaknesses up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's all about staying in your lane, knowing exactly what you're good at. You don't have to be good at being a CPA. You don't have to be good at being an attorney. Uh, you know, they say the jack of all trades is a master of none, right? Right. Correct. It's really not about knowing everything. Actually... A great CEO, a great executive understands how to build the team. In his book, Good to Great, uh, Jim Collins talks about having the right people in the right seats on the bus. Mm, yeah. And so if you know where to put the right people at, you'll be able to get anything you want. Henry Ford always talked about how he doesn't have to have all the answers to all the questions. He has to just be able to ask someone else the right answer and that's where your power comes from 
I think something else that goes hand in hand with that, as far as knowledge is concerned, you always hear about the know-it-all. They know everything, but they never really implement or put those things into action. And like Justin stated, knowing just a few things and perfecting those things is what gets you ahead. You know, so as, as the attorney... You know, you can't necessarily tell the banker, well, you probably need to issue out this type of loan, you know, because they only know so much. Let's let's really talk about team, because I get sick of hearing the word team. And actually, this is right. One of my biggest pet peeves, because this was one of the things that is a very um, fluffy term. It's, It's not necessarily truly defined. What is a team? I mean, a team can be defined in so many different ways. It's very, very uh, ambiguous. It's not strictly defined. So uh, let me just kind of identify a couple of members of the team to start. So you got investors. Mm-hmm. You got your CPA. Attorneys, bankers. Your general contractor, your uh, operator. Yeah, and it also depends on what business you're in. And I think mm-hmm. we talked about this in a previous podcast, uh, understanding exactly what that means. Team is anybody who helps you achieve your goal right right you're all working towards the same goal so your team you know it can consist of just two people you know it's any it's more than one it's not i there's no i in team but it's anyone (laughs) i would say there's a me though (laughs) there you know it consists of more than i would say two to three people and it can go up to depending on the type of project, the type of deal. When you think about football, it's a very large team because you have several players, you have your CEO. But really getting to the actual meat and potatoes of what a team is, a team is the person who helps you add to your bottom line. So uh, one of the things that the wealthiest people in the world do is they learn to leverage the time of other people. Mm, yeah. And so when you when we are talking about building your team, your team is anyone whose time you're able to leverage, whether it be you're leveraging their time in exchange for money, you're leveraging their time in exchange for another good. It really doesn't matter. It's the ability to leverage the time of others. Yeah, that's really good, especially, you know, when I think about just recent projects we've done where we're looking at a home and I can't be the one to make the call on, well, do we need to fix all the electrical? Or, you know, it takes bringing in those key players to, who have the experience to get right down to the nitty gritty. So you're not wasting your time guessing. I think with teams, you know, that's why it's important to um, interview the right individuals for each role also. So you don't have someone who's guessing. I think experience um, also comes into play when deciding on your team players. So really, in my opinion, money is a symptom of being able to leverage time effectively. Yeah, I think money speaks in many ways because then if you if you have the money, then you can hire out a lot of your team players. When you're first starting off, of course, um, as an entrepreneur or building your business, there are some things that you may have to learn yourself. It's that's a balancing edu- act. Yeah. That's where learning comes in and educating yourself and reading up on different things comes in. Do you spend a lot of money on your team or do you DIY some things? And I think it comes down to um, it's a judgment call. I mean, it really is. In the beginning, I did uh, some of my uh, contract work because I had, I had learned about contracts 
Um, now, I didn't do everything. When it came to like actually closing a transaction, I was smart enough to hire an attorney. But when it came to maybe putting together a letter of intent, mm-hmm. you know, I could put together a letter of intent pretty well. All I needed was the foundation piece. You know, maybe I'd get an attorney to draw me the foundation piece, but I wouldn't engage an attorney every time I wrote the the letter of intent or the LOI. Right. Or even when it comes to, um, I know in the beginning, um, we managed our first property. And because I had previous experience um, with leasing, I was familiar with on how to check a tenant's information as far as like their credit check, their background check. So I knew those basic things, doing a move in and move out. That stuff I could be hands on with. But after a while, when you have several properties, that's when you start to think, okay. Now let's let's really let's really define that because we never manage the property for the sake of managing the property to save money. We only manage the property so that we could learn how to manage the property so that we know what it took to manage properties so that when other people were managing properties for us, we could be more empathetic towards them, we could see it from their perspective, and we could also see it from our perspective as owners, right? Right. Well, and then I think, too, also you end up, you know, you have a standard. So I think having that hands-on at first kind of gives you what you expect for your management team when they come in. You know, you have this certain standard like, okay, this is what I want done during the move out. This is what I want done during the move in. But it's a balancing act all the Mm -hmm. same. So, you know, and then you got some players that are, uh, some members on the team that are free. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't realize real estate agents, they are paid a commission by the seller. So you as the buyer, you don't pay a real estate agent a commission. But that also doesn't mean this doesn't give you the right to waste somebody's time. I never encourage people to waste people's time. As a matter of fact, I don't engage the services of anyone until I understand what I need from them so that I'm not wasting someone's time. But at the same time, if you think you're ready to engage the services of a real estate professional, the services of an insurance agent, the services of a CPA, uh, a lot of these people will do free consultations with you if you would Mm -hmm. and you can sit down and ask this is what I did I'm gonna give you a little secret I'm gonna give you a secret hint to what I did when I first got started um, when we were looking at buying uh, businesses I went and sat down with the banks and asked them what they wanted of me Mm. I mean it's real simple it's a really simple process and I had no idea what I was gonna ask them when I went in there I just wrote down a couple of questions and let them talk and they gave me everything and I did that on one banker wrote down what they were talking, remember what they said to me, and I took it to the next banker. I wrote down what they said to me, I took it to the next banker. And I did that over and over and over again. I'm giving you gold here because this is what I do. This is what I did to understand banking in the beginning. Because everything I do in real estate has to do with leveraging and interacting with lenders. Mm -hmm. So understanding how to talk to them as a key member of my team, I have to... They're, it's almost like they're the quarterback. You have to talk to some uh, quarterbacks uh, in a way that doesn't hurt their ego. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of funny, but I'm saying that you know facetiously, but it's, it's seriously, though. We have to really understand how to interact with those key members of our team. And if you can't talk their language, there's no point in you talking to them in the first place. Yeah, that's very true. All right, so we're going to talk about our educational tip of the week. The educational tip of the week is... Syndication. Syndication. All right, so what is the definition of syndication? All right, so syndication is an association of individuals 
formed for the purpose of conducting, carrying out some particular business transaction. So basically, uh, another way to put it is syndication is the technique of aggregating capital for investments or multiple owners to acquire a larger project. So we're pooling capital in order to go out and buy projects bigger than what you could normally buy on your own. Let's say, for example, we have a $10 million project. 20% of 10 million is 2 million down. I don't have all 2 million, but I understand how to, to acquire that asset. And maybe someone else does not know how to acquire that asset, but they have the money. We pull our resources together and we go out and buy that bigger project together. Mm -hmm. It's a pooling and an aggregating of capital of multiple people. Right. And um, just so to, for clarification, syndication it might be a newer term for some people. Yep, it absolutely um, will. And syndication does not just apply to real estate. No. Syndication can be, you can syndicate businesses. Mm -hmm. Yes. You can syndicate real estate. You can syndicate, uh, we jokingly talk about it uh, in our group, we syndicate a meal. <laughs> or we split it all, the, you know, split it right down the middle. It's, yeah. it's, you know, we share a meal, but we share the, the burden, the cost of the burden of the meal. Right. So just some other key, key players that are part of syndication. You have your investors. You got your CPAs, your attorneys. You got uh, key principals. You, sometimes you have your co-sponsors. Um, so, you know, without getting into the nitty gritty details of actual putting together a syndication, mm -hmm. uh, staying in line with the actual team members of the syndication i don't have to know everything about the syndicated syndication i don't have to be the attorney i don't have to be the cpa i don't have to be the contractor who works on the building i need to understand what members are a part of a team for a successful syndication anyway that was your educational tip of the week we hope you found some value in it let's move on so we, uh, we were actually going to try to record uh, this podcast a few weeks ago, uh, but obviously school's out. And so we have all the kids running around and we were recording one of the podcasts and uh, it might have been this one, it might have been another one, but all the kids <laughs> woke up right when we were recording. And they came looking at us right in our face. Right in our face. We're recording, <laughs> mic's on, and we're like deer in the headlights, like, oh my God, don't say anything. And then we realized... It doesn't matter because you can edit it out. But, <laughs> but I mean, seriously, though, I mean, you know, we get asked a lot, how do we function as a family with young kids? I mean, we have young kids and we still do it. Mm -hmm. The key is to just do it. it. It doesn't matter. Maybe we do a recording during nap time. Maybe right. we record when they're in bed. You know, school's out. Maybe we record when they're going to a summer camp or when they're spending the time with their, their grandparents or something like that. You know, we, right. whenever we can get it in, we always try to go after the achievement of our goal. And that's the key. Relentless execution of the small things yeah. when you have time. You know, we're sitting at home and our kids might be watching a movie and Keisha's on the computer. Yes. Working out. But anyway, getting back to the team, how do you know when it's time to trade in a player or one of your team members? How do you know when it's time to move on? Is a team player forever? Obviously not every team member has their expiration date or, you know, you grow out of them or they grow out of you. You just have to know what. And so what are some of the signs that can tell you when, how do you know when to move on from a team member? I think you will know um, instantly, right away, honestly. I think it depends on the you talent. You get that gut feeling. That gut feeling, that the talent of the individual. You're like, okay, I've, I've 
exhaust them. Let me move Here's on. Here's an example <laughs> that I, I, uh, I think we have had ourselves. At one point, we had a team member who was excellent for us in the beginning. She sat at our kitchen table. Mm. She was our CPA, and she helped us through a lot of problems. The second we went and tried to buy a business, everything went downhill. Really, in all simplicity, it was a profit and loss statement, and the profit and loss statement showed these different numbers, and she started doing some math, and you can do a lot of creative things with math. And so after she did all the creative calculating, it turned out a positive $50,000 a year business was now negative 20. Yeah. Well, and just thinking about that, it's not that she was like a bad CPA. It's just the fact we grew that out of her. We grew out of her. And that's yeah. what you that's what you need to take from this. At mm-hmm. some point you will grow out of your team member or at some point they will grow out of you. Another thing that we kind of think is how do your investors play a role on your team? Right. I mean, your investors are part of your team, too. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually are one of the more integral parts of your team because the investors are the people that are trusting you with it's almost like uh the investors are the owners of the team yeah let's talk like football or basketball like that owners <laughs> of that team because ne- technically mm-hmm. they won't necessarily own your team but mm-hmm. like in basketball your investors would be like the owners of the team mm-hmm. like the the ceo or um the it managers would be like the people. It would, yeah but the, they're not the they're it, not the lebron james so your investors would be like the shareholders? Yeah, exactly. It would yeah. be just like the shareholders of the team. They would be the people that you, the team would answer to. Right. So our CPA is going to answer to our investors by sending them a profit and loss statement quarterly. Right. You know, um, our attorney is going to make sure that the legal paperwork is drawn out so that they get the correct legal uh, documentation sent to them whenever they need it. Right. So anyway... Um, in other words, they're banking on you to do it right. <laughs> right, exactly. Here's something that you don't hear very often. Your team also includes your coaches and your mentors and, and all your support people. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, in basketball, football, you got your coaches, you got your assistant coaches, you got your uh, athletic trainers. Mm-hmm. You have all the people that get the arena up and going. Right. Those are all people that are members of the team, the people that hang the jerseys inside the lockers. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these people, the equipment people. All of those people are integral parts of your business. And as such, you need to be sure that you are looking at your business the same way. Right. I think for us, um, we've learned throughout the years as we've grown, um, there's just some things that, you know, like we mentioned, we have the kids running around. Well, sometimes we have to get a babysitter. (laughs) Right. You know, sometimes uh, we have a cleaner that comes in because we just can't get to everything and so um that is also important for our team because it keeps us functioning right i agree so uh with that being said your action item for achievement what will be your action item for achievement Uh, we talked about a lot today uh we hope you got some value out of it uh we want to list a few of the team members that are going to be key for you to grow your business for you to grow your life uh, as a even if you don't even if you don't have a business mm-hmm. your family unit is your business yeah if it's just you you are your business yeah. if it's just you and your significant significant other it's just, it's you that's your business and so you need to keep in mind you have CPAs your investors might be whoever's in your family 
right. unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you also have your attorney. Um, right. To me, attorney is a big one. Yeah, uh, well, and, <laughs> and you know, attorney is one of those ones that scares a lot of people. But here's the, here's the simple truth. There are attorneys for just about everything. Mm-hmm. And understanding what it is you need first will help you so much when it comes to finding the right attorney. If you don't understand what you need, call a random attorney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to be honest, you can call a lot of attorneys and they'll tell you they don't do certain things. And then they'll tell you, oh, but I have a friend mm-hmm. who does X, Y, Z. They'll always refer you. Or you yeah. ask uh, your CPU. I, so I'm going to be honest with you. I've done my taxes myself one time. And uh, uh, <laughs> I, when we did them that one time, we got like, uh, we got some money back because this was back when I was in the military. We got some money back, uh, but I kind of felt like I didn't do the, do it correctly. Mm-hmm. And at the time, mm-hmm. H&R Block was giving you the opportunity to get a second look. We took it to H&R Block, and they ripped it to shreds. And they right. said, oh, my God, you just missed out on XYZ deductible or deduction and mm-hmm. this tax credit. And they ended up, you know, saving me an extra little bit of tax money. And I ended up getting a little bit more of a refund. And it was just, it was ridiculous. It was crazy because at that time... You know, the refund was a big deal for us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> on, on the other hand, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, actually last year, we had a CPA do everything and we ended up owing a significant amount of money. We asked, how can we reduce our tax burden? And they couldn't give us a good answer. Yeah. It and we ended up funny. saying, okay, well, we'll just, we'll pay it, but we're going to go and we're going to amend this because this is ridiculous. We know what mm-hmm. we knew. Okay, so we ended up essentially outgrowing our current CPA, found a new CPA. That new CPA ended up saving us a dramatic amount of money on what should have been a, uh, a no-brainer in, to me in the beginning, but it, it ended up saving us a dramatic amount of money. A sign- it ended up saving us a significant amount of money in the end so that we didn't have to uh, pay so much to uh, the IRS. So. Anyway, your simple action item for achievement is to find the members that are important to your team. Right. And so and actually implement them. Go ahead. Right. And realize that, you know, you're building um, with with your team. So you may start off small. That's okay. Like he said, it might just be you. Um, It might be 10 of you. And you're trying to figure out how do we regulate all this? You know, it's important to get those key players in place so that everything starts to go smoothly. So with that, we want to thank you for listening. We hope you found some value and we will see you again next week. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Real Life Real Equity Podcast. If you'd like more information on joining the Real Equity Club, visit the website at realequityclub.com. There you will get access to the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. Again, that's realequityclub.com. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com. Or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.